I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Podcast Network Asia. Annyeong mga K-drama pamangkins! It's another Tuesday, so another K-drama to talk about. Now, today's episode is again brought to us by GoTime Bank. Enjoy three free transfers per week, three times Go Reward points, and a 3% savings interest rate per year. Download the GoTime Bank app on Google Play Store or Apple App Store now. To enjoy next level banking, visit www.gotime.com.ph for more information or check out GoTime Bank's social media pages in the description below. Kaya naman, it's GoTime na mga pamangkin! And it's GoTime na din para pag-usapan itong K-drama that broke records and is currently... Sitting at number 10 on the highest rated cable TV K-drama as per AGB Nielsen. The sixth highest TV and K-drama of all time. But are these ratings justified under your K-drama tita standards? <laughs> Ang ko don. As the female lead of the series would say, anyway, kung ready ka na sa chismisang may halong spoiler or spoiler na may halong K-drama review, then it's time to talk about the K-drama Crash Course in Romance. Crash Course in Romance, as per Wikipedia, is a series that follows the bittersweet relationship between a Bantan shop owner whose daughter enters the war of Korea's college entrance exams and a top Hagwon instructor. Now, if you're asking, owner of what? Top what instructor? So, Bantan is the Korean term for side dishes. And if you have seen at least one or two K-dramas, you know how crazy the amount of side dishes Koreans have when they eat. Like, ayoko. Ayoko talagang ma-assign na tagahuga sa pamilya kung Korean ako. Hindi ko gusto niya ako yung ma-assign sa tagahugas. Or yung mga sakainan, yung may mga birthday, ayokong mag-ano, mag-volunteer. Mm-mm, hindi, hindi. Pasmado po ko. So, those are being sold sa... Shop, etong ang shop owned by the female lead na si Nam Heng Son, played by John Doyon. Now, for my K-drama titos and titas out there, kung napapaisip kayo because the female lead kind of looks familiar, well, 
Siya lang naman po yung same female lead in the 2005 K-drama Lovers in Prague. Oh, bigla kayong ni Rayuma, no? <laughs> anyway, as for Hagwon, that's the Korean word for those cram schools that kids in Korea go to after their school. So, nasa school na sila ng 7 or 9 a.m. up to, let's say, 4 or 5 p.m. Tapos meron pa silang ganyan. May cram school na naman sila after, which lasts up to maybe 10, I think, 10 p.m. And we'll talk about the crazy education system in Korea later. Now, our male lead naman na si Choi Chi-yol, played by Jong Kyung-ho for, from K-dramas like Hospital Playlist, if you remember him. He's one of those um, leads in that K-drama is one of the top instructor in a hagon. He's a celebrity math instructor who unfortunately has an eating disorder. But this eating disorder miraculously got cured by the side dishes of our female lead. And boom! Doon na po sila nagkain lavan, naglandian... <laughs> Pero siyempre, mas mahaba pa ang pinagsasab- sa pinagsasabi ko yung actual plot. Okay? <laughs> now, the two leads, along with an ensemble of new and veteran supporting actors, form the crazy neighborhood somewhere in Seoul. Now, the show aired on- via TVN on January 14 and just ended this March 5th. Kaya medyo mainit-init pa po. So kung di mo pa napapanood kasi hinihintay mo munang matapos ang isang K-drama, then wag ka nang makinig dito, okay? Kasi just ko po magpapaulan po talaga ako ng spoilers. So check mo na lang yung aking previous episodes, okay? Marami akong binibentang previous episode dyan. <laughs> Yun na muna yung tingnan mo. It's a total of 16 episodes and the series is also available for streaming via Netflix. And I don't know in your area, pero sa Canada nakikita ko siya as one of the top trending series on Netflix. Kaya naman, sabi ko talaga, hindi pwedeng magpahuli ang tita nyo. Itigil ang labada at manonood ako ng K-drama. Yan. <laughs> so yun na nga, nakahabol po ako at ready Ready na po tayo mag-chismisan. So let's start with the things that I liked about the K-drama. Okay, I can definitely say that this series is one of those light series na ang daling panoorin. May konting drama, may konting mystery, pero sakto lang and it's not too heavy. So, can definitely be something worth watching kung gusto mo ng entertainment and, you know, relaxing type of K-drama. Now, the series also has those formulaic love stories of enemies to lovers and the usual chundere type of male lead. Now, if this is your first time hearing that word, chundere, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right, but it's actually a Japanese word for this type of character that started out as cold and distant, then eventually lalambot dahil sa pag-ibig. <laughs> ganon. Ganon po ang ating bidang lalaki. So for sure, you will also love his character development in the series. Now, as for the female lead, as expected, siya din naman yung typical opposite na spunky and warm. So, the development of their relationship was also exciting to follow. 
And another thing na exciting din to follow in this K-drama is the mystery that keeps you on your toes and really adds an extra spice to the cuento. Actually, stress. <laughs> Nagdagdag ng stress. Kasi after this window-breaking incident, parang may anxiety na ako na kapag nasa open space sila, or nakatalikod sa bintana, feeling ko anytime may mangyayari, anytime may magtitirador sa kanila ulit ng metal ball, ay nako. But the mystery, okay? The mystery was definitely something that kept me going. Kasi excited ako na malaman kung sino nga ba itong nananakit at pumapatay. And being the marites, mm-hmm, and being the marites, syempre, kailangan ko din malaman bakit. Bakit siya pumapatay? Ganon. So, when it was finally revealed na yung sa simula pala that was an obvious suspect sa eyewitness actually, syempre, di na naman po ako makatulog. So, so may konting stress po ako. <laughs> As for kung sino nga ba yung totoong suspect or sino nga ba yung totoong criminal, hindi ko na i-spoil yan dito. Pero na magpigil ha. Pero masabi ko lang ha, masabi ko lang na dun sa isang episode, hindi ko alam kung maalala mo to, pero dun sa isang episode na binato niya yung phone kasi di sumasagot si ano, kinutuban ako. Parang nag-red flag ceremony yung mga flag sa utak ko. Kaya medyo nagduda na ako from there. At yun nga, alam na natin yung ending. Anyway, the other reason you may also love this K-drama is the nakakakilig and lakas makabagets na love story ng mga bagets. <laughs> Which, if I think about it, is a typical love story lamang naman talaga. It's a typical love story and it's your typical love triangle. Mag-BFF na yung boy matagal ng crush girl. Tapos along came this new classmate na astig-astig and brave to go get the girl from the start. So, syempre, for a little while, for sure na hati na naman tayo sa team so- um, Sonjay and team Gonho. Ako, ano, mas bet ko yung Gonho. <laughs> Nakikisali talaga ako. Mas kinilig ako, ah. masabi ko lang, mas kinikilig ako sa carefree attitude niya. Pero syempre, sabi ko sa sarili ko, ibabalato ko na yan sa inyong mga bagets. Sa inyo na yan. Pero... Medyo may potential ah. May potential itong dalawa as future male leads. I also love na medyo iba din yung atake sa love triangle nila. Because usually, diba? And you can probably remember a lot of K-dramas when I say this. Usually, diba, sa mga love triangle, walang bromance sa magkaribal. Like talagang if pareho silang may gusto, usually kapag may pinili na yung girl, there is always this awkwardness between the, boy, the boys. Pwedeng civil sila, pwedeng hindi talaga sila yung nagpapatayan or whatever. Civil, pero there's always, you know, uh, an awkward moment or awkward silence between them. Pero dito kasi sa Crush Course in Romance, the boys had more intense bromance actually. Mas intense yung bromance pa nila kesa sa romance. <laughs> And last time na nakita ko tong interaction na mas nag mas nag-level up yung bromance kaysa sa romance was in another K-drama ni Junho yung Walk of Love talagang mas nangibabaw yung bromance kaysa sa romance pero wag niyo panoorin yun na please 
ako na nagsasabi sa inyo, hindi nyo ringo gusto. <laughs> anyway, yun na nga, medyo kinilig-kilig ako sa kanilang bromance, kinilig din ako sa kanilang romance, so medyo napanghugot ko yan. Doon ako talaga medyo kinilig sa love story or love triangle nung tatlo. And, yun nga, feeling ko may potential talaga maging next or future male leads yung dalawang bidang lalaki. Isama mo na din yung detective, yung young detective. Mm, hindi, yung, hindi yung senior ha. <laughs> yung young, yung young detective, ano ka ba? So medyo may kilig akong naramdaman. Uh, kilig as a talent manager. <laughs> OG Diaz lang ang peg ko. Pero ayun yun nga, may kilig ako na naramdaman sa kanya, na feel ko kay kuya na meron siyang mm, potential. Mabigyan na ng tamang role si kuya mo. Feeling ko may, ano siya, may sisikat. And may konting hawig siya. Eh, hindi ko alam ha, kung ako lang, pero may konting hawig siya kay Kang Hanol. Diba? Para, ay, ko, ako lang ba? Let me know kung ako lang. Nag-i-imagine lang ba ako? Now, the main things that I love about the series, eto na, are the POV or the point of views shown in the series. Let's start with the Korean education. Now, if you have been around K-drama since 2019 at least, you probably have seen the K-drama Sky Castle. Kasi isa yun sa mga pinakapatok talaga eh. As in, it's still ranking as one of the highest. Um, I think number two or number three siya. Highest K-drama of all, in cable, cable, okay? Pero yun nga, it was the talk of the town. Everybody was watching it. There were rumors of it doing um, ad- adaptations sa Philippines and whatever. So yun nga, if you have been around that time nung Sky Castle or have seen Sky Castle long before it was aired, you probably know about the education system sa Korea. Think of Crash Course in Romance. Kung hindi mo pa ito napapanood, you can think of Crash Course in Romance as a definitely way lighter version of Sky Castle. Pero just like Sky Castle, this series bring to light again the topic on the very toxic Korean culture in terms of education. Kahit sobrang lighter nitong Crash Course in Romance compared to Sky Castle, Mapigat pa din eh. Mapigat pa din kapag nakita mo yung struggle ng mga bata with this impossible standard set by the parents or the society. Yung kagustuhang makapasok ng mga bata and or their parents na makapasok sila dito sa top schools in Korea, they this leads them to this very unhealthy practices like grabbing pagpupuyat, uh, a barely their life outside of the school para sa mga bata and even those d- dangerous drinks or medicines na iniinom tinitake nila just to keep them to keep up or remain focused sa mga studies nila asin talaga naluloka ako and i've said this in my review of sky castle long ago and probably in some other episodes as well i really thank god that I was born in a country na hindi ganun ang kultura pagdating sa education. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or if it's a bad thing, pero right now, it's kind of sounding, it's kind of giving. <laughs> Magamit lang yung phrase ng mga bagets. It's giving me um, a good thing. 
natutuwa talaga ako, nagpapasalamat ako na I wasn't born into a, uh, a society or a culture, uh, a nation na ganun yung kultura pagdating sa education. And I'm really, really glad that I have parents na that never put me, put any pressure on me when it comes to my studies. Ang tanging hiling lang talaga nila sa akin is wala akong bagsak. Yun lang. It was actually me that was forcing myself to be you know, doing well, excelling, and things like that. Ako yung nagpe-pressure sa sarili ko, but my parents were never pressuring me. They would ask, they would of course check on me if kung ano yung school ko, but then they were never um, putting any pressure on me na kailangan ganito ka, nang kailangan top of your class ka, ganun, ganun, ganun. So, thank God, because I, I feel that I had a healthy childhood naman. Now, that storyline about the struggles of Korean students remind me again, reminds me again of my favorite episode in another K-drama naman, which is the Extraordinary Attorney Woo, na kung di mo pa napapanood, eh panoorin mo na. Because there is a reason kung bakit patok na patok siya last year and why it was my number one K-drama of 2022. Anyway, I was once again reminded on that wonderful episode in Attorney Wu about how kids need to play now because there won't be any time for them to do it when they grow up. Yun. So I I just really hope that with more and more K-drama like Sky Castle and itong ang Crash Course in Romance, somehow magsimula nang magbago ang kultura ng Korea Pagdating sa pag-aaral, let's let the kids play. Kasi talagang naawa ako pag nakikita ko yung mga pinagdadaanan. And it's not exaggerated actually. If you are not aware, it's not an exaggeration. There are so many documentaries out there on YouTube that you can definitely watch that Um, tells the story kung ano nga talagang pinaggaladaanan ng mga Korean students. Lalo na pagpatahon ng um, college entrance exam nila. My God, may pag hindi pwedeng magparano ng... May mga ano sila, rules sila eh, na talagang tigil yung mundo ng mga, ano, ng mga tao. Bawal magpalipad ng jets, bawal ang maingay na mga sasakyan near those... Um, schools kung saan nagte-take yung mga bata ng ng entrance exam ganun. So, it's actually very eye-opening in case na hindi mo pa napapanood. Try to watch it. Another POV that was also brought to light in the K-drama are again the treatment of people with special needs. So, in the series kasi, hang um hang sayons Bubutcher ka na naman yung name nila. Hang Seon's brother has Asperger's syndrome. So, people with this condition are in the autism spectrum. Now, though it was a minor role, but the characters but characters like him, along with K-dramas, like again, your extraordinary attorney Wu, are definitely helping in bringing the much-needed awareness about people with special needs. I feel as a society, we have a very long way to go. So for me, anything that can bring awareness, that can help talaga, kahit gaano man ka minor ang role, or supporting character lang, ang tao may ganito sa, sa K-drama, it helps. It helps bring awareness. So I'm really glad that was also tackled in this K-drama. 
Now, last point of view brought to light again in this K-drama is the topic naman of raising other people's kid. So, feeling ko, di naman ito spoiler kasi, you know, the female lead was... Na-mention na to sa unang episode pa lang eh. Pero kasi, the female lead um, was made to raise the daughter of her ate. Yung uni niya in the um, story. So, the daughter, Hei, played by the cutie naman na si Roy so grew up na tinatawag na Oma, ang kanyang tita or imo. And tinago niya yun. Only a few people know the real um, situation nila sa family. And yun nga, until now, medyo issue pa siya sa Korea. Yung mga ganong situation, um, adopted, or yun nga, yung pinalaki ng mga kamag-anak, so walang magulang talaga. That is actually still an issue in Korea. Actually, issue din naman siya sa atin eh. Actually, in so many countries. Yun nga, katulad ng Philippines. Eh, lalo pa sa atin, di ba? Karamihan sa atin, Catholic. So, napakataas din ng standard natin pagdating sa kahalagahan ng buong pamilya. To the point na sa atin, parang carry lang na everyday na nagbubugbugan ang mag-asawa. Basta, buo pa rin yung pamilya. Para sa mga bata, yun yung, yun, yun yung di ba yung rason nila na parang nagstay ako sa marriage kahit napaka-abusive ng asawa ko for the kids, para buo yung ano. So, yun. Yun nga. So, isa yun sa mga point of views na, na brought to light in this K-drama, which is actually a really good thing as well. Because it brings awareness, diba? It's It somehow normalizes na merong ped, may mga tao talaga na will not grow up into a complete family, will be raised by other people, will be adopted. So, it helps. It helps. So, anyway, isa din sa, yun sa mga topics na discuss dito. And hopefully, this again lessens the stigma on those that grew up with broken families, yun nga, yung mga adopted or raised by other people, just like in this K-drama. Now, those three point of views or POVs talaga ang feeling ko, mga rason kung bakit ko tinapos ang series despite a few issues on it. So, eto na nga. So, eto na sa mga di ko masyadong bet about the series. Again, bago nyo ako kuyugin, ito ay pawang opinion ko lamang. Okay? Di porket di ko bet, eh dapat din nyo na din bet. Kanya-kanya tayo ng cup of tea. Okay? Ika nga, my cup of tea may not be your cup of tea. Your cup of tea may not be my cup of tea. Okay? Alright, so despite the series being an, being an overall feel-good k-drama. Totoo naman, feel-good drama naman talaga siya overall. Medyo may mga mapapait na aftertaste lang talaga ako na di ko maalis-alis sa dila ko. Unang issue ko, okay? Unang issue ko is the lack of chemistry ng main leads. And let me tell you now, bago ka mag-compose ng tweet, tweet hate or whatever about me or about what I'm going to say, I'm not saying this because of the obvious age gap, okay? Because, honey, I have been around and have seen K-dramas na mas matanda ang bidang babae sa lalaki. An example of that is yung first ever lead role ng asawa ko na A Witch's Romance na K-drama. Kung di mo napanood, 
yon isa yon sa may malaking age gap between the male lead and the female lead. Mas matanda this time ang babae. Usual na kasi yung may age gap pero bihira pa din yung babae yung may, may mas matanda. So yun, another example of another K-drama na may age gap na mas matanda yung babae is yung I Can Hear Your Voice ng Joan ng Ultimate Bias ko naman. So age was never the issue for me, okay? At least for me. Just really the lack of chemistry. Sig- for me kasi simula ano eh, mula episode L- 7 I think to 11, parang ang bagal. Ang bagal ng mga kaganapan. Yung lack of build up siguro. Kaya wala akong masyadong kilig sa kanila compared Siguro compare sa mga love story ng mga bagets, mas kinilig-kilig ako sa kanila. Mas marami silang romantic build-ups or mga ganun. Ewan ko. Basta parang hindi, nakulangan ako sa love story ng main leads. Yung sa mga bagets naman, ang bagal din ng takbo ng love story nila. Pero kasi understandable naman siya kasi ang focus talaga is your main leads, ba? Hindi naman sila yung main leads. Yung main leads is yung tito. Uh, I mean, yung tita ni, ano, ni Heye. Heye. <laughs> Sino ba yung Heye? <laughs> ba? Anyway, going back. So, yun nga. Medyo understandable naman na mabagal yung takbo ng love story nila. Kasi hindi naman sila talaga yung focus, eh. Cute-cute pa naman ako sa kanila. Pero, ang only issue ko is bakit, bakit ganun ang bagal at uh, bakit pinagtambal si Gonhu at yung bruhang si Bangso ah. <laughs> Magigil pa ako sa batang yun eh. Pero sige, patatawarin kita so ah. Kasi ano naman eh, sa lahat talaga, sa kanilang lahat, siya talaga yung may pinaka-intense na pinagdadaanan in terms of mental health. And I'm sure maraming tulad ni Sua in real life sa Korea. Pero dapat kasi wala ng hint of romance with Gonhu eh. Nagka-issue patuloy ako. <laughs> Parang hindi ko bet na parang, ah, saan galing yung kilig? Ha? Bakit yung bini-build up ito? Teka lang, okay. Anyway, yun nga, yung, kung yung, yung medyo uh, may issue ako doon, pero patatawarin ko, yung sa kanilang love triangle, medyo nakulangan, sa main leads, kulang na kulang, so yun. Pero kung yung dalawang love lines nga na yon, ang issue ko is mainly yun, yung lack of romantic build-up. Medyo my red flag and malaking warning sign akong naramdaman with the love story naman nung PFF and the brother of Hengson. Now remember, the brother is um, with Asperger syndrome. Okay? Now, it is possible... Hindi ko naman din ito na I could be just sensitive on this issue because I have a niece na nasa spectrum. Pero red flag talaga sa akin ang behavior ng BFF. It's giving, it's giving predatory. <laughs> Sorry, ninalighten ko pero yun nga. It's giving predatory behavior for me. Comparing their love story, that of with um, Extraordinary Attorney Wu. Kasi di ba the different, they also have the same format. Um, was One is in the spectrum, one is not. So, ganun din dito sa Crash Course in Romance. But the difference is really about the characters of those that are not in the spectrum prior to meeting or falling in love with those in the spectrum. 
sa extraordinary attorney Wu kasi, the guy, siya yung nilalapitan ng mga kababaihan. Pero in spite of that, in spite of so many women running after him, in spite of that, ang pinili niya is si attorney Wu na nasa spectrum. Dito naman kasi sa crash course in romance, the BFF comes off as desperate. Eh. Yun yung pinakita ng writers nung nagsisimula, di ba? She was always on the go, meeting men, going um, going after men, di ba? Ang bilis niya ma-fall. In one scene nga eh, tinanong siya ng bidang babae kung ayaw niya ba nang ma-meet ang mga kalalakihan naturally. So meaning, pinakilala sa kanya, o yung parang by encounter, hindi yung through dating sites or joining clubs with the sole intention of meeting men, di ba? So, yun talagi. Tapos, her character pa is madaling ma-inlove. Remember that scene nung nauna niyang na-meet si... Um, si assistant G, di ba? Ang bilis niyang, ay, na-inlove ka agad siya. Parang ganun. So, tapos nung naram, nakaramdam na siya ng something dun sa brother ng female lead, at nung na-turn down siya, eh, nagsimula siyang magtampo, I don't know, but the whole situation doesn't sit right with me. I mean, iba talaga eh, may, may pait sa dila na yung aftertaste. And, and ko lang, I don't know, if you have a different point of view, if you can maybe enlighten me, if you think it's not an issue, or again, if you have a different point of view, let's talk about it, okay? I'm really, I'm open to any conversation, DM, direct mess, um, public manyan or direct messages, I'm open to it, let's talk about it, kasi... yun nga, parang something in me, and I don't know if it's again personal, Kasi nga, medyo malapit sa, kalo, ano, sa puso ko yung issue ng mga uh, people in the spectrum. Pero, if I think about it, um, alisin ko for a little while yung pamangking ko sa isip ko. Pero, para talagang mali. Mali talagi. Na parang, hindi, hindi siya sa akin nagsisit, right? Ewan ko. Yun nga, pag-usapan natin in case na may iba kang opinion. Maybe you can enlighten me. Now, um, another thing, moving on tayo, another thing na di ko masyado nagustuhan sa series is yung lack of proper closure dun sa isa sa mga characters, yung shut-in brother. Okay? So, yung brother na biglang ayaw na lumabas sa society or talagang lagi lang nasa kwarto. I feel that I'm still looking for an explanation on how he ended that way. I mean, I, I kind of have an idea. But still, proper storytelling naman sana na on what made him that way in the first place and how at the end he was finally healed. How he healed from it, di ba? Na parang, kasi sa akin, parang, te, ang hirap mag-pray ng healing for someone na di mo alam kung paano nagkasugat. Parang ganun, na parang, eh, hindi ko alam kung may sugat ba siya sa, saan ba? Sa tuhod ba yan? Sa likod? Ano ba yung gas-gas? Kasi parang, Ay, ang daming kong kulang pagdating sa story ni kuya mo na parang nakita na lang natin siya as a shut-in. Pero wala kang explanation bakit naging ganon, bakit siyang nananat. Kasi that would also explain kung bakit pinili niyang talikuran ng lahat, ba yung parang magkulong sa kwarto and go through. Napaka ano niya, napaka um, 
pangit din ng pakikitungo niya sa nanay niya. So, a proper understanding of that would also enlighten your viewers sana eh. And getting a better understand, <clears throat> nasa nambosas ko. A better understanding pagdating sa mga characters mo. Kung gusto mo maging relatable or gusto mong maging maintindihan na mga karak yung na mga viewers ang characters, make us understand. Okay? Ayun na nga. Now, as for the story arc ng assistant G, okay? Feeling ko kulang din ng laman yung kwento niya. I get how he ended that way, but I'm sure not everyone fully understands the trauma that the character had to go through. Kaya naging ganun siya. Pero, in a way, parang, okay na din, kasi that would have been too heavy for a series na I feel was aiming more on a feel-good rom-com, actually. Nagkulang nga lang sa romance. <laughs> but that's another issue of mine. So, Justified nga ba ang rating ng series for me? Um, I feel that the series deserves a good rating. Okay? But overall, lacking talaga siya sa akin eh. I feel na sobrang daming characters, sa sobrang daming characters and love lines, halos di na nabigyan ng proper spotlight ang lahat. So, hindi nagkaroon ng tamang closure, hindi nagkaroon ng tamang storytelling, yung ibang characters... And yun nga, hindi nga siya masyadong nabigyan ng proper um, story arc. Hindi nga masyadong, yung ano nga, nakalimutan ko, yung issue nung sa biological mom, hindi masyadong nabigyan ng magandang closure. Yung issue with the bi- biological mom and Hei. I was rooting pa naman for some kind of heart-to-heart talk between the two or the three of them. Tapos, yun nga, na parang... Um, nagle-let go, parang gano'n, na parang I was too long, or I've, it's been too long that I've been out of your life, and now, yun nga, parang um, I'm letting you go, gano'n-gano'n. I, I was kind of waiting for a heartwarming scene from all the three of them, pero wale. There was just this letter and this text message, and then we kind of just had to take it, na parang okay na sila. Okay, let's move on. Wag na tayo magtanong. Which for me is parang hindi, hindi. You're telling me a story I need to know. So yun nga. So things like those made me hesitate to say that this is the best gay drama of this year. But is it worth watching? The answer is still a yes. At the end, may longing pa din ako na I always feel naman, ito lang naman ay nararamdaman ko kapag nag-enjoy ako sa K-drama. Kapag hindi ako nag-enjoy sa K-drama, thank God, good riddance, walang longing at all. Pero dito, I always, the day na natapos na siya, so di ba natapos ng Sunday, Monday, um, today, I feel na parang, ay, wala na ako palang papanoorin mamaya, ay, parang ganun. So, may longing ako. So, to me, that means I still enjoy the series. So, if I will rate it on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, I would still give the K-drama an 8.5. Overall, it's still a feel-good K-drama. It's light, it's entertaining, and something that really can... um. Lessen the stress. Pag na- stress ka na masyado sa buhay mo, panoorin mo tong K-drama. It's still worth watching. Okay? Alright. So, if you made it this far, thank you, thank you so much for listening again. And thank you again to GoTime for sponsoring this podcast. Kaya naman mga pamangkin, download the app now. 
on Google Play or Apple App Store and open your bank account in less than five minutes. All you need is an ID. All right. And with that, good night, kids. I love you, Bruno Mars. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to rate us five stars. And if you want to be updated, make sure to follow the podcast, hit the notification bell, and also follow me at Anyong Tita on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram so you won't miss out on anything. And catch our weekly deep dive K-drama conversations every Tuesday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or other podcast streaming platforms here at your favorite K-drama show with your favorite K-drama tita. Anyong tita! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.